Good morning, everyone. This is Judith. I hope you're listening to Mad Love. You know, as the year winds down, I get philosophical. You know, I've been that way probably most of the year. Um, without question, this has been the hardest year of caregiving uh, for me. And I look back and I think I've probably been doing some version of caregiving for, I don't know, the last decade, but uh, the last couple of years have been super dramatic. And again, I can't stress to you enough how bizarre it is to just watch someone's brain decay. It's very, very uh, bizarre. So anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know what people are going to do. I hear that there's a chip that they're creating that in the future when a person gets diagnosed with this type of brain disease that uh, the the chip will go in and replace the memories or, or not replace the memories because that'll make you all crazy but uh, <laughs> think we're in science fiction and won't get it but it'll replace the part of the brain that's not functioning basically which would make it a memory maker and I guess of course it could be exploited for evil but uh, I'll take it because I'm going to tell you what you don't want is to not remember anything. And it gets to the point where you think, oh, well, that's not a big deal. But it is. I'm talking about not even remember the, the remembering things you just said or just did. Um, it becomes dangerous. It's not safe. So, yeah, I, uh, I will get that implant, no doubt. Sign me up. Yeah. Turn me into a hologram. Whatever. I uh, I don't want that. Anyway, I forgot to mention, you know, I was watching uh, football on Sunday. I was bone tired from doing all that cooking and hosting and smiling and all that. But, you know, what is the deal with Baker Mayfield? I love his commercials. He's affable. He seems like a funny guy. Like, he gets it. You know, I know a lot of people think he's obnoxious and all that. But that's fine. I like Baker. When his commercials come on, I chuckle. But, man, that dude cannot win the big game. And I know he's got some injuries right now, but no excuses. If you can get out there and play, uh-oh, yawning, sorry. If you can get out there and play, then that means that you, you should be able to get out there and win if you know how to win. And I know he's had some situations with the coaches, and it's all this different stuff. You can make really good excuses for him, but... The fact that I've seen at least four games that that came to the very winnable. All he had to do was get his field, get his team down the field and score. And he can't do it. I don't know if he will be able to do it at some point, but it's really disturbing to me to watch. And maybe he does. Maybe he's a person that needs, you know, a different kind of coach, you know. And maybe he'll be like Alex Smith and just sort of hang around and keep playing long enough for us to appreciate the skill set that they did bring to the table. But, man, because I think Alex Smith and Aaron Rodgers went one and two. And everybody was so uh, high on Alex Smith that he didn't really become a great quarterback. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has turned into one of the best of all times. I don't like him too much as a person, I'm thinking, especially after this COVID thing. But um, as a quarterback, I mean, he he really literally 
imposes his will on the defense. It doesn't matter. I think Aaron could yell out the play to the other team and it, and still complete the pass. So, yeah, I don't know. And I'm not saying Alex Smith is a bad comparison for May- Baker Mayfield, but it's just like maybe he'll have a career like that where he'll hang around long enough where we will appreciate, you know, maybe you're not the greatest of all time, but you were, you're a good football player. And I don't know. I don't know if we can say that about Baker. And I like Cleveland. I want Cleveland to be good. But, man, it just – every time I watch them, I'm just a little bit like, what are they doing there? I see a vision, but I just can't figure out what the problem is. There's a lack of execution there. And I love the Steelers, but what the fuck? What are they doing? Ben, I – They're such a great, loyal team. They'll never just get rid of him. They're going to wait for him to finally just, you know, limp off the field, I guess. And, you know, just start the rebuild. Just start the rebuild. I like Chase Claypool. Please stop talking. Please stop being a diva and just play. Play football. You, You know, you're in Pittsburgh. Good wide receivers literally just show up out of nowhere. You know, bye, A.B., here comes Juju Smith-Schuster. You know, bye, Juju, and I'm sure someone else will show up. So, Chase Claypool, you you got an, a golden opportunity. Do not be Le'Veon Bell. Isn't that amazing? Le'Veon Bell forced his way out of Pittsburgh and became completely irrelevant. <laughs> and I guess if it was just about the paychecks, then he won. But, yeah, anyway, another phenomenon that happened this year uh, so I'm hoping that in the offseason the Steelers go ahead and get a quarterback. That would be great. Kansas City's looking real again. And uh, it, hopefully they'll bring another chip to the state. That will be great. And, um, yeah, Miami. Come on, Miami. There's, I like that the Dolphins and the 49ers and even the Cowboys, even though they've never been my team, I like that so many of the traditional – old school football squads are competitive you know you can even put the Raiders in there but uh anyway enough about that another phenomenon that happened to me this year that I thought was bizarre is I was up for two very important jobs and in both cases they called me to tell me I didn't get the job I don't know if that's a new trend or what but if I'm getting a phone call it's I'm expecting to get the job and, I mean, I think they think it's flattering. I was so impressed by you that I had to call you and tell you we're not hiring you. Like, I think they think that's a sign of respect. But, you know, it, it still feels bad, you know. And, obviously, I wasn't meant to move on, even though I feel like <laughs> if I were um, writing the story, I would be thinking the character should be making an exit. But, clearly, I'm not the one writing the story, so... I am still fully employed where I've been fully employed, and uh, my businesses are growing, and that's good, and my investments are taking off, so that's good. So I anticipate things are going to get better, and I will at some point be able to, to move on and do different things with my day, and I appreciate that. Um, I never intended to work for other people, so this has been really fascinating. My goal was always to work for myself from the minute uh, but that's the problem. When I picked being a filmmaker, I never understood being an entrepreneur. I just thought 
I'll, I'll pick this field and it'll go easy and great. I'm talented. I'm smart. People love working with me. And the business is not structured that way. And you are just basically a, a hired hand. Um, I didn't understand. Like, I couldn't. I was a person who needed financial security to feel productive. But there's nothing about the film industry that's financially secure unless you're you know, on the corporate side. And so it took me a long time to sort of, you know, try to run up alongside my career in film. You know, I tried several things, but it's like my issues with financial security run pretty deep. And it's like, if I'm not going to be financially stable, I can't do this. And so that's pretty much been the last 25 years. I've just constantly been working, 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 building up cash, and then doing little things on the side. But I haven't really committed myself to film uh, until now. And I feel like this coming year, in the next few years, uh, I'll be able to point to some of those projects and be able to say, hey, check it out. You know, um, and I'm very, very grateful for that. I'm grateful to not have made a movie or a television project that I'm ashamed to be a part of, you know. so I'm grateful and just sit tight. If you if you rock with me, don't get discouraged. The 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 media part is in the works. It's coming. So uh I've been rewatching Shit's Creek, which I think is the world's worst named show, but it is just an amazing uh funny, thoughtful, kind, sweet, almost um idyllic place, you know. The show is great, but the, the the place they live, it's like, wow. It's, it's just almost a perfect world where everybody gets accepted for exactly who they are, you know. Uh, the only thing they didn't have there was a black man. And what's fascinating to me is a lot of shows, you can't have a black man and a black woman together. It's so like The Office didn't have a, a black woman, but they had Stanley, you know, and then uh, which is amazing because it's such a great show and it's like you there are very few offices that don't have any black women somewhere you know but then like Parks and Rec had a black female without a black male you know it's like you can't have too many you can't have a couple it was just weird it's a very that's that's strange and Shit's Creek as great as it is had Karen who was also a lesbian and that's great but there was no black male representation. And I get it, nothing's perfect, but you're literally creating this world. And uh, in a lot of ways, Shit's Creek is idyllic, except there are no brothers there. You know, so it's interesting. It's fascinating how TV tries to do these things. And, you know, certainly if, if you identify or you're LGBTQT I don't know the letters I'm sorry it's but if you're in that community you know what I'm talking about <laughs> I'm sorry I'm just there are too many letters it used to just be LGBT right now it's like all it used to just be L and G let's be honest it used to just be G <laughs> and now it's like all these other letters but if you're in that community you're certainly looking at Schitt's Creek and thinking, this is perfect. This is a great portrayal. I would imagine. I don't know. Um, but I do love the show. I've said all that negative stuff, but I do love it. 
And I don't think it's negative. It's just an observation. It's a great show. It's funny. And really, what a wonderful platform for Annie Murphy. I mean, she was, what a character growth arc for her. And she did an amazing job. Alexis went from being pretty much vapid and kind of terrifyingly out of it and hilarious to just being a warm, sweet, sensitive. She was the one who could say, I love you at the end of the series. And a lot of the other characters would never have said that to her first. So it was great. It was great. Great show. Um, Yeah, that was one recommended to me by my friend Shana. Very rarely do I just get a recommendation on something and I really like it. She was like, you're going to like it. I was like, I don't like the name. She was like, I know it's a terrible name, but I think you'll, I think you'll think it's funny. And it was hilarious. So anyway, I covered a lot of things today. I hope everybody is well and recovering from Christmas. Um, and let's just get ready. You know, I'm excited. I think 2022 is going to be one of the best years we've all seen. Um, truth is coming to the light. I think things are going to stabilize. I think, I think crypto and, and, uh, all kinds of really interesting things are going to, uh, hit the ground running and become part of our daily lives in very big and important ways. And so many people who took that risk are going to benefit from it. I really just believe that. And, um, you know, all this talk about inflation and the dollar, don't get discouraged, focus on your long-term wealth strategy and stay with it because there's a lot of money out here and a lot of money to be made. And if people would just quit making excuses, and racism is one of those excuses, if you would just stop worrying about who won't let you and how you ain't got and and just focus on, on being prosperous, you will be prosperous. I promise that's how it works. But the more you focus, it's just like driving a race car. When they tell you So when you're crashing, they tell you not to look at the wall because that's where you're going to steer your vehicle. They tell you to look back to the track. So that will get your car back on the track. It's almost subconscious. And it's the same with anything else. Whatever you focus on, that's what you experience. If you focus on not having enough and how people are trying to keep you from everything and why you ain't got all, that's all you're going to keep getting. But when you focus on, hey, you know, I'm getting better and better every day with managing my money. Hey, there are a lot of financial opportunities out here, and I'm taking advantage of all of the good ones for me. Hey, I'm good with money. Say those kind of things. I'm telling you, it makes a huge difference. Uh, and, And maybe it's not money. Maybe it's relationships. Maybe it's your parents. Maybe it's whatever. Whatever area you need to work at, stop staring at the wall because you're going to crash into the wall and focus on what you want and desire and then deeply know that you deserve it and you deserve to be happy. It sounds easy, but it's hell of hard. I get that, but it's time to uh, elevate. 2022, let's go to the next level. And that is a big chunk of how you do it, right? All right. Be your best. Happy Tuesday. Check out the sand on my feet. The 
summer sun shining bright through the canopy's teeth. A slight breeze through the palm trees pampering me. A sight seen from the mountain peaks, the camera beats. I wanna go with the flow. I wanna float with the tide. I wanna float in a boat. I wanna surf on a slide. I wanna open my soul and find my purpose inside. I know it's in it, but I really just don't know where it hides. It was kind of bizarre when I got in my car and left it all behind. I thought I lost my mind, but I just closed my eyes and hit the road to drive. No clock to watch, so I ain't know the time. I was so surprised, I felt so alive. My oldest polarized, so the sun arose my eyes. On the open road, I'm feeling like Dolomite. Even though I took a gamble and just rolled the dice. Like, fuck it. Like, fuck it. Uh. So, so now I'm feeling free. Free, cause it's where I wanna be. Be, in between me and you. You, I don't ever wanna leave. So now I'm feeling free. Free, cause it's where I wanna be. Be, in between me and you. You, I don't ever wanna leave. So now I'm feeling free. Free, cause it's where I wanna be. Be, in between me and you. You, I don't ever wanna leave. So now I'm feeling free. Free, cause it's where I wanna be. Be, in between me and you. You, I don't ever wanna. Huh. If you got a dream, you better follow it. If you're fighting pride, you better swallow it. If you have a doubt, just acknowledge it. It's cool to be afraid, but don't be a cowardice. If you got a dream, you better follow it. If you're fighting pride, you better swallow it. If you have a doubt, just acknowledge it. It's cool to be afraid, but don't be a cowardice. So when I did arrive, the time changed my life. No, I can say I really did it, and it made me like a pioneer on the frontier, native like Zeus was a suit chief, amazing ride. Maybe I find a baby with hazel eyes, made my wife and babies live a lazy life. That ain't happened. But the point I was making, guy, is you can do anything if you make it mine. Like, fuck it. Like, fuck it. Like, fuck it. Like, fuck it.